Welcome to Highly Educated, the podcast. Shout out to this new intro music uh, by the one and only Dylan Santacola, looking us up. Berkeley graduate there with the uh, fresh guitar intro. We have uh, Sam Rambo on the podcast, bringing her in here to talk about all things New Hampshire, transferring out to the East End. She's a yoga teacher. She's a personal trainer. She's a roller skater, a roller skate teacher. She used to do roller derby. Um, just a pretty badass person, and you all need to know. So, you know, without further ado, welcome Sam. Sam, what's going on? How are we doing? Hey, I'm great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming in and joining the podcast. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so stoked to be here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she said that she listened to all the podcasts, which put a big smile on my face. I was very happy about that. Very flattered. Thank every you. every single one. Yeah. Every one. Yeah. I was um, at the gym. I just kind of was walking around doing some stuff and I was like, oh, let me listen to Sherman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's all this is for, you know, just, just get just, a little listen. You know, lifting some weights. Nice little listen, get some weights in. <laughs> so, uh, she's joining us. She has been putting on some roller clinics in, uh, East Hampton mm-hmm. out here on Long Island, the East end of New York, where this podcast is recorded she has been doing this for quite some time she did roller derby for years for back, years back in the dizzle <laughs> and she has brought that knowledge and experience to east hampton and uh you know obviously your past goes so much further than just roller really talk about kind of where you're from i know you have some deep roots in new hampshire and you've been to a lot of places you've been to you know north carolina and lived there you lived in tennessee and nashville and lived there you've Lived in New York now for, you know, 10 years. You've traveled a lot. So where did the story start? I mean, New Hampshire roots. Where, tell us tell us about childhood. Yeah. Oh, Gilmington, New Hampshire. Just outside the Lakes region. Um, yeah, I uh, born and raised in New Hampshire, Lakes region area. Um, it was, I have a twin sister, so I will mention that when I say we. You do. I have a twin sister. Yes, you Surprise. Do. <laughs> Natalie. What's up, sissy? Um, childhood was great. I mean, you were, you were born with your best friend. Um, so, but child, uh, childhood is great in New Hampshire. We were outside all the time. I mean, hiking, hiking. New Hampshire is very unique um, where we have um, within one hour, you can go from the ocean, you can go to the lakes, you can go to the mountains, and that's all within one hour radius. And it's pretty unique and special, and you get all four seasons. Um, so unique. There's not yeah. many places that are really like that that you can say that. I mean, there's... New Hampshire is incredible like that. And people yeah. really don't know. People don't Super know about secret. New Hampshire. It's very, you know. Yeah. Live free or die, man. Live free or die <laughs> is the state slogan. Yep. You don't have to wear a helmet when you're on a motorcycle or something. There's like, yeah. yeah, you don't have to yeah. wear a helmet. Um, there's, like, no, there's, no, um, sale, there's no sales tax in New Hampshire. There's no either. income tax either, I think. There's no s- state uh, income tax either. Yes, and but they get you on property tax. So, Mr., I want to buy property ta- property up there. Yep. Be aware One of, of the that. highest in the country, the actually. in the country, yeah. 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 You said yeah. you grew up your family on the farm. So, you mm. guys you you guys grew up farm life and kind of having a lot of like mm-hmm. a lot of land or was it like a smaller farm? What what was the whole thing? So, my grandpa's so my dad's side of the family is from Massachusetts, uh, Cape Cod, uh, Norwell, um, and my grandparents, my dad's parents moved up to Barnstead, New Hampshire. I'm not sure what year this was. We were very young. I, I believe it was after we were born. And they purchased a large 
Apple Orchard. Um, oh, that was in Pittsfield. Super I'm cool. sorry, in Pittsfield. And so it was a it was a fully functioning 30 acre ish orchard. It was all trees. Acres. Yeah, it was Holy all trees. Cow, yeah. that's huge. It wasn't any like pasture land. It was all farms. It was called Appleview Orchard. And it was the top of this uh, gorgeous little hill that overlooked all of Pittsfield. Um, actually, what was something really beautiful about this spot was in August, there would be a balloon rally. And down in the downtown area in Pittsfield, they would set off all these balloons. This is like so like, like big hot air balloons, big hot air balloons. It'd be a hot oh, air balloon. So rally. beautiful. And you would sit out in the morning and watch all these hot air balloons rise up over the trees and through the clouds. And it was just one of the most beautiful, majestic places to grow up. And, um, but th- this again, of course, was on the 30 acre orchard that didn't only happened once in August, but I just thought of it just as you were asking me, um, about, about the orchard. And so they took over the operations yeah. and, and it was like, they, it was, you said it had a bed and breakfast on it mm-hmm. had like a whole thing, like an apple orchard. They could do picking, like pick your own. Oh yeah. Pick your own. Yeah. I mean, it was pick your own. We made apple cider. So it was a whole business. It was like a fully yeah. operate, like a fully whole blown thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the whole family, the whole family worked on the farm. Wow. So, um, it was like all the grandparents were a part of it. My grandparents had it. My dad, um, and my my stepmom, um, my my sister and I, and all the other grandparents, aunts and uncles. You know, wow. everybody would come on, and, and you know, especially on the weekends when it was harvest time. And we had we had two. Um, I don't know if we would call them J one. We call them J one out here, but we had two like visa. Yeah, we had yeah. two two um, Jamaicans that came every year. The same guys, uh, Parento and Alfredo, and they were these two super rad guys and they would come every year for for harvest and we would have some locals that would my dad would hire on to do picking um and to also help with the apple cider you know making process as well i mean my sister and i we would help but we were also like you know young and right, younger, <laughs> right, right. i mean i mean we'd drive the tractor we would drive the tractor with people on it for pick their own and like be like okay we were 10 years old driving a a tractor with like a 30 foot trailer and telling people to go <laughs> pick apples. I know no CDL <laughs> pointing fingers. You can go pick Cortland's over here, Macintosh over here. Um, and then drive people, come pick them back up. And we were kind of, it was crazy. I mean, looking back, I'm like, that's just what it was. I just think my oh, like, yeah. like this just, that was normal. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, childhood was different back then. I mean, people, kids, kids grew up differently. I mean, it was, this is the know, 90s. They, they weren't behind screens, you know, it was more yeah. like they were outdoors. They were gritty. People were like, you know, they climb rocks and they do all these adventurous yeah. things outdoors. Now it's like, all right, I got my iPad or I got my yeah. show or whatever I'm watching. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, my, my grandparents <clears throat> had, had the orchard for a while. My grand, my grandfather passed and then my dad and my stepmom purchased it and they had it for, um, I, you know, I'm a little blurry on but all that. That was your whole child, but that was your whole childhood. Yeah. They, they had it up until we were in high school. And then my dad, I think I was high school. And then my dad and stepmom sold the orchard and then bought another piece of property where they had a, a farm stand. And so they, oh, okay. they kept so farming. They kept it in the same realm. Yeah. And, right. and they just moved a couple towns over. They always had green had thumb, a, huh? The green thumb. Yeah. My dad was a land, like, so out of high school, my dad was a landscaper and had his own landscaping company. Um, and so, you know, again, not to talk about my sister too much but she kind of got a she got a nice green thumb from that from my dad like really appreciating that Hustle i got the entre- i have a, definitely have the entrepreneurial genes um from my, from my family genes yeah from the family too mm-hmm. yeah. yes being a small business owner yeah yeah for yeah. sure so I'll, I'll say that much absolutely <laughs> and and so 
life in New Hampshire, obviously more more quiet than the average place too. Like you said, there's a lot of uh, farms and kind of mm-hmm. like a lot of mountainous yeah. life and skiing, snowboarding. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I grew up skiing. My mom. Um, I talked a lot about my dad and my dad's side of the family, but um, my, my mom, um, huge huge proponent of us getting out there, being athletic, um, working out, getting in the gym, playing sports. Um, and so we always, we played sports almost year round, but yeah, uh, you know, we were outside, we were always outside. It was hiking, hiking, skiing. Um, what was it? We would do, um, Gunstock and Bretton Woods were like the two closest mountains. So we would hit those two up, one in Guilford. Bretton Woods. Yeah. Great mountain. Great mountain. The great mountains to to learn. It's like, it's just so gorgeous. You Mm -hmm. just, you know, the, everything around, you go through the drives, the mountainous drives, everything, the little creeks, the little rivers, the, yeah. it's just everything's so, like, untouched. It's mm-hmm. so rural in that sense. But, yeah. you know, in the cities, Concord and Nashua, yeah. and, you know, they, they're little cities. Manchester. They're cool little cities. Yeah, they have some character and some mm-hmm. cool little flair, but There's like the, the rural m- part is so beautiful. It is. that The mills, what I like, really like about like Manchester the when you're coming up is that so you're on beautiful. the Merrimack River. And that's really beautiful. You have all the mill buildings and you really see where, where New Hampshire got a lot of its, you know, history from um, just how important the river was, you know, the Merrimack River was for, for New Hampshire and like way up north. Um, I can't remember the name of the town. Um, there was a lot of paper mills and stuff up there. And then now those like those towns are really much like very impoverished now and. Right. You know, I, I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank. Right. But, but there's not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot going on in yeah. northern, northern, very northern. Sure. Yeah. Very cold tundra like. Oh my gosh. My grand our grandfather used to live up in Pittsburgh. Don't know. Pittsburgh, New Hampshire? Yeah, you're really close to Canada. There's not. It's very flat. It's very cold. Yeah, I, I no went point. there a couple times. No fun. I unless you, unless you want to go like ice fishing or like snowmobiling and like doing like those kind of outdoor winter sports. Highly recommend. Hunting, outdoor sports, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff, sure, right there. But anything else, eh, skip that. Yeah, you're talking like very, very rural. So <laughs> when did you move? So when was the move out to uh, East Hampton? So you went from North okay. Carolina, you started doing, and that was your first introduction to, um, you know, roller skating. That was oh, like yeah. really the real mm-hmm. time that you kind of picked it up and, and fell mm-hmm. in love with it. Yeah. Tell us about that and then the segue into Nashville and, and that experience. Sure, sure. So um, I moved out of New Hampshire. Um, I was about 19 or 20. I was ready to get the get the hell out and uh, moved to North Carolina. And that was where I didn't know anybody. I knew one person, the person that I moved there to be with. And then I um, I subsequently just found, found roller derby. I, I read a... A, uh, I was looking at a, a local newspaper, um, like a free publication, and there was a little article in there about the local roller derby team, and I was like, yes, I need to do this now. And so I went the next practice. I messaged them on MySpace. Okay. MySpace. MySpace, baby. back. Boom. <laughs> MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> So there's Tom. Yeah. Hey, Tom. Um, so I, I messaged him on MySpace, and I um, was not 21 yet. And they had a 21 plus um, thing on their league. Like you could have, you couldn't be under 21. And I thought that was stupid. So I just went out and tried out anyways. And um, I guess I made enough of a 
uh, uh, you know, enough of a mark that they wanted me to come but back. How, how did you know what to do? Like, were you, like if you <laughs> oh, didn't do, point. you know what I mean? Like, did you walk in there and you're like, all right, how do I, is it like a mosh pit on wheels? <laughs> what am I doing here? Like, is it, is it like tag? How do I, what's the scenario here? Am I chasing someone? Or are they chasing me? Are we rolling in a circle? Are we racing? Yeah, I'm sorry. What's going There's on There's a few here? things that I've, I've taken for granted here. I'm sorry. I should, okay. Yeah, I we skipped ahead. So, so roller derby, guys, is a, I'll let you explain. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll say I didn't even really know what it was. I mean, I had an under, I had a, a, I guess, I guess, I started researching it as soon as I saw this article because I was like, uh, a group of women playing a sport. Okay. I don't even know how to roller skate. I literally like barely oh, you ever didn't even know how to roller skate. I barely had roller skated my I probably uh, had roller skated like say 20 times my entire life. I never right. owned a pair of actual roller skates that I could It was just recall. something goofy you did with friends that were like, "Oh, this is fine." We would go to the rink, you know, or whatever every once in a while. Right. So, um I borrow um skateboard gear. And so I helmet, pads, everything. I get a pair of rental skates, which were like the worst thing in the world. And I go there and I try out and I basically just join up with one of their practices. There was like 15 girls, right? So like, basically, are you a warm body and can you stand up on skates? We'll probably take you kind of thing. Right. Um, as like some of these sports and these like, you know, uh, right. these startup sports, you know, ha- you know, happens. Right. And uh, so I, I try, I, I get there and they see that I'm one, I'm young, uh, two, I'm, I'm scrappy. Um, I, I'm just, I'm naturally athletic and played sports my entire life and I am a determined motherfucker. And so I, I just went out there and I started skating and I didn't even like, I just literally was like trying to keep my balance, um, and stay upright and you, you skate in an, in an oval. And so I was like, okay, just like skate in this oval. And I just watched one, I just like looked around. I was like, which one's the best? And I was just like, okay, I'm going to watch her. And then I just watched her. And. Ooh, see, that's a good fucking move. Yeah, dude. Monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. Then I just, I joined up. They, they let me, they let me keep coming back. And, um, and then I joined up, you know, I just joined their team and that was the best thing I ever did. You do get physical, right? Like there's physical <laughs> components. It's all physical, yeah. Right, like you're you're like getting aggression out in multiple ways. You're like yeah. skating it out in a physical exercise, but mm-hmm. then you're also being physical in conversation. Yeah, like you're sport, you know you know body blocking, um, using right. your body positioning, um, your your you know your scoring points. I mean, there's an objective. Um, yeah, so talk to us about that, so people know what like what the structure is on derby. Like what? Sure. So um, the uh, very very basic, very easy to understand is that there are two teams. Um, competing, um, and you have, um, they have a flat track. So this is flat track roller derby. I'm just going to say also, this is flat track roller derby. There's bank track, but I'm talking about women's flat track, uh, derby association. Um, that's what I played. And so, uh, you have a flat oval track. There are five girls from each team, um, or five skaters out there, um, from each team at a time. One each from each team is a point scorer. They are called the jammer. And then the other four blockers from each team are, they're doing offense and defense usually at the same time. Right. So that's why it's a little, it's a little bit confusing, um, as compared to, let's say with most other sports where it's very clear when offense is happening, when defense is happening, um, in, in, in any moment, um, you, you have a, you have this like you almost play with two brains. You're either like 
is it best to do offense right now or is it best to do defense right now? And I'll tell you what, defense always. <laughs> defense <laughs> like, wins championships. Defense always. Like, defense wins like, championships. <laughs> it's a fact. It's it, a fact. It, it, it wins. All right. You're the, you're the sports guy. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Be, there's a lot of rules, regulations, and things have changed since I've played. Like, let's be honest. Like, I haven't played a professional roller derby since 2013 at this point. Um, that was when I ended, ended with, when I played with Gotham Girls Roller Derby in, um, in New York. So I played it, I played with Nashville for about six years from 2006 to 2012. And you got all sorts of medals and accolades. She brought the, the, <laughs> the nostalgia here. We have all the goodies we're going to show you. Um, she's a badass. I brought, I brought a few things. But so, <laughs> so, you know. What are you trying to accomplish uh, by, you know, we didn't really, really talk about it, but Rolling with Rambo. Oh, what's that? <clears throat> hey. Rolling with Rambo mm-hmm. is your sick uh, business that you started. And it, uh, you know, is you basically just getting the community and teaching the community and getting kids involved and yeah. everybody about, you know, about roller skating and, yeah. and, and about the power of it and how fun it is and freeing. And, and there's so much to, 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 you know, take from it and, you know, yeah. let you riff on it. Yeah, so um, I had I'll kind of go back for a second, kind of give you my mindset on it. Um, I I started to play like I aforementioned. I didn't even know how to skate, and then I started playing roller derby. So for me, um, roller skating was to be able to support my my playing of the sport of roller derby, right? Because right. I mean, if the, you didn't have roller derby without roller skating. So right. um, and then when I was um, competing, I. I was roller skating. I would do, you know, I would do endurance practices. I would go outdoor skating. I would go to the skate park. I would go to the roller rink. But it was all to support my my fiendish habit of roller derby. So right. f- so when I stopped playing roller derby, I had a weird relationship with roller skating. It was um it was kind of uh I had a little bit of a separation with it because it was always associated with playing the sport and and with other people, like it was a community. Thing. Right. Yeah. Like, how do I do this for fun on my own and kind of have my own flow with it and, yeah. and have fun? And yeah. And that was like, I had this weird, it just, it just was different. And I, I guess it was like my own, my own blockage in my own brain, like figure this out. Cause you right. love this. I, anytime you have your skates on is the best day of your life. Like, right. don't like, don't worry about it. So, um, when I, so when I moved out here, I, would just go, I would go street skating. I would go out to, uh, go out to the ocean. And I just, I loved cruising on all these streets, the, the shitty pavement, the really nice new streets. Uh, I would just go cruising on all the streets and I'm like, I need more people to do this with. And during COVID, um, during COVID, it like, it became popular again. Roller skating became the hot thing. And I was like, how can I, how can I, take what I know, I've been skating for 15 years. How can I take what I know about roller skating and introduce that to the people in my community? How can I spread the stoke with that? How can I get people in love with what I, with what I love about this? What I love about is roller skating. Like roller skating to me is, um, it's breath. It really is. It makes me alive. Um, the confidence that I've received over the years, the the way it's um, introduced me to people that I would have never met ever in my entire life, um, it's it's life changing. Yeah. It's life changing, and I I truly believe that anybody 
can can roller skate. Anybody can put a pair of skates on. Um, you don't ha- like. There's no such thing as good or bad. It's whatever you do that day. Um, and th- there's there's so many. Um, it translates into regular life. And I, I know I'm kind of answering your question, but I guess I'm I'm kind of going in a no, roundabout that's, that's, way. That's perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. But um, I roller skating relates to um to how to how you live in your in your everyday life and i i I say that with um you know if if you're any you take any kind of sport or anything you're trying to learn you know you're not going to hit it every single time perfectly you're gonna you there's a there's a you have to learn um you have to learn how to how to do anything in life right so if you as an adult try to pick up a new sport a new activity it's very humbling Oh, it's extremely humbling. It's extremely humbling to be like, oh. You suck at shit. You're I, like, you suck at I shit. Suck. And you're like, I'm good at all these other things, and I can't get this. And either you rise up and you achieve and you go further, or you hang it up and you get defeated by it. Or you don't look at it that way at all. But Or like me, I do look at it that way. I look at it as I look at it as a as it translates to everyday life. The confidence I get by by learning a new skill, by um, teaching somebody something new, like that they tra- that translates to their life. Being able to ask for a raise, to stick up for themselves, to hold their head up a little higher, to be a little bit more confident. That's what I want people to get out of roller skating. And I want people to 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 have a spring in their step. There it is. That's right? it. Full circle. That's like that's yeah. so. That's how I had to kind of get there for that. But um, you're hundred <laughs> percent. You nailed it because I you're right. It's, it's, at the end of the day, really, it's a confidence build, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you want people to come participate. You want them to get involved in, yeah. in roller skating because you have fallen in love with it. You know yeah. how how cool it is and how fun it is and how good it makes you feel. Yeah. So you're trying to share that vibe positively yeah. with others and say, you know what? I know what this feels like. Come out, do with me, have fun, bring your, you know, bring your significant other, bring your family, bring yeah. your whoever. Let's have fun. For sure. You know, and and let me teach you, you know. Yeah. Let me teach and, you and then you're going to have a great time and you're going to have so much fun and you can do this whenever and wherever with whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And because of um, the popularity over the, over the, <clears throat> the COVID lockdown and people you know, everybody's on Instagram, they're, you know, thing, and everybody was looking for, like, throwbacks, a lot of analog things, right? People were, like, looking for the slowdown effect, right? Right. And everybody took pauses, and then they were like, oh, what's in, what's in here? They're dusting off their skates. They're pulling things out of, they're like, oh, I remember this. Or they're like, hey, I think we're going to pick up a new hobby. How many, how many sourdough starter people did you know? Like how many people were like, you know, right. <laughs> like doing yeah. some other random thing that they've never done before. Like that's usually, awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Whether, whether they kept, whether they stayed with it or not, whatever. Roller skating was something that I was so stoked to see, um, to have a, have a good resurgence. And that's when I started. So that's when I started doing my rolling with Rambo roller skate dance parties this summer. So uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day this past summer, I held them every Monday night at Clubhouse. And um, shout out to my husband for helping me with all of that because um, that was amazing. Justin. Uh, Justin. And um, the loyal and diehard crew that showed up each week. We had like eight to 12 people that showed up. And it was great. You know, I, you know, I wanted just to 
hold the space for it because I needed it. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll say 100%, like for the record, it was a total selfish thing. I really wanted it because I live here and I pay taxes here and I bought and a house you, and, you, and right. I need it's to have the shit politics. that you I want. want. People in, you want <laughs> like, yeah. like I chose to live here and I want the shit that I want here. Well, and that, so that's why I did it because I was tired of complaining about not having what I want. Well, that, that's what I'm, that's kind of why I wanted to segue into the kind yeah. of the town too, yeah. because do you think, obviously, there's nothing really, I mean, you're, you're an outsider, right? You moved Total here outsider. when it was, yeah. but you know, but, no, but, but it gives you a different perspective. You yeah. know, people that grew up here kind of see it as one way. It's like, okay, we've always seen it as this way. But you coming in from the outside, you know, as from an outside perspective that like a roller rink would be fucking cool. Like so it would cool. be a really cool thing that the town could have that Love like, it. you know, people would really enjoy. And yeah. it would be like a bowling alley or be like a something else that people would love to go with families and fun and have a good time. And there'd be music and there'd be like, you know, whatever you want, like, you know, make a yeah. fun thing out of it. But for some reason, you know, the town doesn't have these kinds of things. Or Why isn't there some public skate rink thing? I mean, there should be, you know, you know? There, there totally should be. I will say um, huge shout out to the George D. Costello uh, roller rink in Greenport. Um, Mindy and Bill over there. What's up? You guys are awesome. Um, Ooh, Greenport, they, huh? Greenport. Great. So um, I've been every Wednesday night for, I don't know, pretty much not, okay, definitely not this past summer, but every Wednesday from last September um, over the whole winter. And then um, now I'm going back again. Uh, just adult skate night. We'd be in there with masks, rolling around, like keeping keeping a cool little skate culture. There was like, excuse me, like 10 of us spreading, spreading the vibes and like, you know, it was, we'd take the ferries over, um, you know, a few of us would like hop in the car together from, from East Hampton and, uh, we go over and, and roller skate. It's so much fun. I didn't even know that existed. Oh my God. Wow. I, I'll go, I'm going, I'm going tomorrow. You want to come? I got a <laughs> pair of blue skates for you. Oh I think they're in your goodness. size. But, um. You do have skates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hyped. But, um, you know, the, I, I, I go to the Amagansett Skate Park. I go to the Montauk Skate Park. I go to Hampton Bays. Um, I go over to the Sport Time. Sometimes people don't want to throw down. a million pairs of skates, down. and during a pandemic, people don't want to be yeah, wearing some, people's skates. And some people shit. don't want to throw down and buy, which I don't blame you. Like you know, if you're just if you're dipping your toe into a new hobby, like you don't want to necessarily throw down all the money. You want to borrow something first. You want to try and see if you like it. If you catch the bug, then you invest. Is but, that the dream? Is to have people catch on and 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 do you want? Yeah. Do you want to have like your own roller rink out here? Is that the goal? I don't know if I want to have an actual roller rink. Um, I mean, I, I have, I have some different ideas, um, that, yeah, I would love to have my own, my own space. What I, what I envision more for myself. I mean, also the other thing, you know, here is being, being a, a business owner with property or a rental is so difficult. I mean, you know, you talk about that a lot on your podcast. And I really appreciate that. Um, just, uh, you know, a, a starting a small business in a brick and mortar, uh, if you do not have some, you know, lovely deep pockets or an angel investor or something like it's, it's really difficult. Yeah. And, um, preach. And so I, yeah, I would, I would love, I would love to have a, a spot where I could have a little Rambo, Rambo roller skate shop, whatever the, Rambo whatever, roller the whatever the hell the name would be. Rambo's but, roller rink. Right? Who would not go to that? I Come on. I, I'd go. You wouldn't go with your person <laughs> of interest on a, or trying to pick up some person of interest on a, on a loving, weekend. Loving roller skates, baby. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're trying to go on a weekend. You go there, you have a great time. You freaking buy, you know, you bring the kids or you buy yeah. the freaking buy yourself a little corn dog get yeah. yourself a little popcorn have some snacks yeah. 
It'd be so much fun to have something so like that. So much fun. You know, what I what I would love to do is what I would love to have. I would love somebody to give me with their airport hanger and for the town of East Hampton to let me have an airport hanger that I could also, that I could now have. You're talking. <laughs> airport hanger. That Perfect. I could have an actual, like, pro shop in and then, uh, like, a little bit of an indoor skate park and a place for people to dance and then a spot for me to have uh, a yoga studio. Now, so <laughs> let's figure now, that out. There you go. Now we're big dreaming. <laughs> you want to keep digging i'll, I'll tell you there what you i want go. Now, we, we need a square we need a sam square yeah yeah all the, the things square. i want it's just like a, a square of shit that you love you like yeah. dear dick's fantasy factory but i've always wanted this clothing store called um all my favorite shit and it's just <laughs> i love that and it's just a little curated store of all the things that i like which is I probably just going to be old band tees and like you know tattoo shop tees and some uh you know some some bad records Wow. <laughs> well, you were showing me photos of uh, you with no tattoos, which is so surprising to see because, like, you're, I'm like looking yeah. at you now. I'm like, you're covered, and yeah. you, you see those photos. I'm like, wow. So when, when did that transition? When were you like, ooh, I got my first one, and now I'm, I want a bunch. Oh, for tattoos. Okay, cool. So um, I got my first tattoo when I was 18. Yes, I waited. You waited. I waited too. I 18. waited until I was 18. I got yep. I got a cross. I got a Celtic cross. Well, not really a Celtic cross. But it was like a kind of a Gothic style cross. A Gothic cross. Celtic cross. A little Gothic cross. <laughs> Gothic cross on the back of my neck, and then I got my belly button pierced. Um, okay, shout out to Bonnie's tattoo in Meredith, New Hampshire. Yeah, still there. Uh, I I don't know. Bonnie's tattoo yeah. in Meredith, New Hampshire. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Um, so that's where I went and, uh, got the, I got the belly button pierced. It's still pierced and, um, <laughs> holding on strong. And, um, and then, yeah. And then the, the cross in the back of my neck and then, um, uh, yeah. And, and I, I just, I kind of kept going from there. I got moved to Nashville, got that covered up, um, quickly after <laughs> the, so it's no longer a cross in the back of my neck. I got a day of the dead skull, uh, Put right on top oh, of it. Oh, you got rid of your Irish that quick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, the Irish is still there. The Dwayne's still strong. Um, but uh, <laughs> Dwayne's a little Irish. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. I kept getting tattooed. I, I you know, I've got two artists that I, that I primarily use, and they're both skateboarders, which is rad. Actually, when I was back in Nashville this last time, I uh, got a tattoo by by Jason, and um, and we skateboarded the next day, I think, after. That was really great. So sick. So cool. Um but, um, yeah, I, I started getting tattooed pretty heavily, I guess, um, when I moved to Nashville. Uh, Jason did a bunch of tattoos for me. So many good artists there. There was a lot of great artists. Um, I got, I guess there was a few different artists I went to there. Um, and then when I moved out here, my uh, my husband, he has... Um, Shitload he, of tattoos he has as lot, well. He has a lot of tattoos. Yeah. And he... He, he came with an artist. We both we both came with tattoo oh, artists. Nice. Um, <laughs> we both came with our own tattoo artists. We came with our tattoo artists, and <laughs> and then so now we both get tattooed by our. Um, it's perfect. And they're both and they're both very cl they're very That's good sick. close friends. Um. So Scott uh, Scott's in Philly. Um. And so uh we go so we go to Philly and get tattooed. Perfect by excuse him. for a little trip. Yeah. And so. I've been getting a lot of tattoos by Scott. I have one really cool tattoo, but from Oliver Peck. Um. That was at that was at this one right really here, the cool. poison. Yeah, that's a cool one. 
Um, I'm sorry I keep smacking my lips. If that's probably really annoying for you guys to hear. So. It's all good. I it's so know. sexy, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that poison uh, Sailor Jerry Tat is, a, is an Oliver Peck. I got that on my 28th birthday um, when I was up in Aspen for shout out to Sticks and Liquid Death. Um, we I, I was up in uh, Aspen with my friend Sticks and my twin sister for our 28th birthday. And I uh, just dropped off at a Sailor Jerry house in Aspen. And so then, sick. Yeah, Sailor Jerry. Shout out to uh, Liquid Death, Liquid the Death. unofficial official sponsor of this podcast today. And my life. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Liquid Death. It's water, mountain water in a can. And yeah, death to plastic. It's uh, pretty legit. There's uh, sparkling mm-hmm. or flat, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty fucking legit. It's pretty yeah. good. Murder your thirst. It's definitely, it's definitely crushing mine. It's definitely legit. I'll <laughs> give it that. Yeah, but yeah, tattoos are great. Um, I really. I, I used to be kind of afraid of color when I first started getting them. And I feel like a lot of people, I've heard that a lot. I don't know if that's really true, but I've heard a lot of people with, um, I was indifferent. I didn't really care. Oh, okay. I was I like, ah, my- black and white color. Yeah. I was like, ah, I'll keep them black and white. And then I got, you know what it was? Actually, my first tattoo artist, he did, uh, red shading without telling me. <gasps> and I was like, no. and I was like, Oh, that's red. And, and then I just, I just, <laughs> I was like, Oh, I was like 19 or 18. I was like, oh, well. Where is it? Where is it? I want to see it. Oh. You could could change that. Oh, yeah. But it was, you know, (laughs) oh, it's worn now. But it's, you know, it's like, oh, man, I, uh, woo. You're like, like, have have you seen me? (laughs) Have we met? (laughs) Do you see how red I am? Why would you ever put red on my body? You see how red I am already? You could have just left it. (laughs) I'm so blatantly red. It's ridiculous. And you're going to put red on me. Green would have looked perfect. Green, any color besides the color I already am (laughs) would have been nice. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, that's so funny. No, it's it's true. 100%. (laughs) So, so... Uh, now, move segueing out. Things you're looking forward to for the fall and the winter. Oh, totally. You have some stuff coming up that you yeah, want yeah, yeah. the people to know about. And plug your Instagram, which is oh well, it's Roland with no G. Roland with Rambo is my IG handle. Yep. So take a take a gander and come hang out. Um, yeah. So I I definitely can say this. I'm I'm teaming up with Project Most. Um, which which I haven't told you about. So you don't even know this This is like super secret. Um, I just confirmed this this past week. Um, So I'm teaming up with Project Most over at the Neighborhood House. And this is all in East Hampton on Three Mile Harbor. And I'm doing after kids, uh, after kids school programming for like roller skate classes. So cool. And um, so the the uh, the George D Costello roller ring from Greenport, like I mentioned, they are donating roller skates for the kids and classes are, um, they're going to be on Fridays, December, sorry, in December, the first three Fridays as well. So you'll see on their website, um, projectmost.org, uh, .org, the, um, those, those two December classes. And that's just a dip the toe. And so like, you know, the, I highly recommend kids having protective gear, but the roller skates are going to be provided if they don't have them. And that's just, you know, that's, that's so just awesome. free of charge from from the roller rink. Uh, and so that you got that going on this winter, yeah. that's amazing. And then I'm going to host a uh, roller skate clinic. So this these are for adults or for 12, 12 plus right. um, over at the um, the Greenport Roller Rink. And that's right. also, roller skates are included with your price of admission for that. So um, sick. The first two roller skate clinics that I did um, in back in May and June, I just was very um, blanket beginner, you know, 
just show up and I'll teach you beginner skate. The, these, these three, I'm going to have one for beginners and then the other two are going to be a little bit more specialized. So if you want to, um, practice jump spins, turns, transitions, that's going to be a one, two hour, that's a, that'll be a two hour clinic on one day. And then, um, you know, two weeks later on a, these are all on Sundays. And then like two weeks later, I'm going to do another one, um, that has different topics are going to be discussed and, yeah, and wow. practiced and, and those skills. So, so if you know, I have the beginners and then some people that have been skating and they're like, Oh man, I want to learn how to, you know, do a, um, you know, a 360 spin or I want to do some heel toe spins and how can I keep my balance? And like, what are some different right. tricks, tricks and tips and whatnot? So I'll be honing in on those. And then I always have a dance party. There's always dance parties. Um, the dance party yeah. aspect is so big. The, so I'm there are sure. two hours, but we basically, you also get like a fitness and then I stretch you out. We do some yoga, we do some skater yoga and, and That's yeah. what people need, right? I mean, they Skater need the physical yoga. exercise. They need the yeah. daily routine of exercise. How hard? I feel like it's very hard in our daily routine. We don't really get a lot of the exercise that we need. And and how important is this to add into your kind of regular well, kind of lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, that's my... So the other thing um, that we didn't... Um, <laughs> I do so many things, y'all. Hi, hi. I'm a roller skater and I do a lot. Um, I my, my primary job is a, a personal trainer, a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so that's yeah, we didn't my, even that's, talk about that. Oops. Uh, that's a, hey hey I'll come back <laughs> um, I, if you want or or we don't have to um, but my I I, I do um, I do personal um, in home private one on one and small group um, instruction and so it was really easy to transition into the roller skating because I already am, it's just an additional um, service that I offer and and then I but anyways so. Um, getting into what people can do every day to be active and how important it is. Honestly, going for walks is like probably one of the best things. I know it sounds like so like, what? Very old timey, but so Old timey. Go for a walk because guess what? It's good for your brain. It's good for your body. You get to like, you get to hit pause for a second. Go so for true. a 20 minute walk. I mean, fuck. around your neighborhood, just go around for a walk. Just go, go for, around your neighborhood. The, the things you see when you're not in your car or on a bike or like even on roller skates, you know, when you're taking Catch it a little slower. Yeah. You, yeah, you really do. You see something, maybe you pick up some trash. Um, you know, you be able to see your neighbors. Feel good. Um, feel good. And you know, it's just about taking it a little slower. I mean, I'll tell you, do, you know, do a little yoga, do some stretching, do some, you know, stretching th- super important. First every day. thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, do some bed yoga, roll around in bed a little bit, pull your knees up to your chest, you know, do some big stretching, do some twists. Like get moving that way. To reach, get that. There is no excuse for anybody to not do that. Literally. She just told you to literally <laughs> roll around in bed and grab shit and just like stretch shit. And she's right. Do it for like <laughs> twenty minutes or ten minutes or thirty seconds, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. whatever you're feeling. Just roll around and grab shit, stretch. Because honestly, it's gonna help. It's gonna feel good. You're gonna feel good. Gonna get out of bed in the morning. Like reach over, touch your toes. Get limber. Link your breath with your movement. Exhale, inhale. Like go slow. Be like you know. Go, come back to your body. Like I mean, come I could go on. For, I could go on is. forever. Come back to your body. Come back to your body. It's Take so it true. It's so true because we forget that, and we, mm-hmm. we we get so wound up in our work life and our all sure. the shit we do that, you know, you forget. Yeah. And then it happens. You're like, wow, that felt so good. Like, oh, it mm-hmm. feels really good. I just stretched. Or, oh, I went for a walk. Or, yeah. That felt really good. I, like it's put, like endorphins. You know, you feel good mm-hmm. when you do those things. You put the phone down. You you turn you turn the TV off. You turn the you turn the news off. You you know you just you, you get you get that stimulation that everything coming towards you like every all the outward stuff that's like. I know you guys can't see my hands right now, but, right, but it's disconnect. <laughs> right. There's a lot and of just like. 
breathe for a second, close yeah. your eyes. And like that, that, that kind of, and I know that's not really, how can we be more active in our life, but you know, mental health and physical health no, that's, go yeah. hand in hand. And that's 100%. part of what I coach and what I teach. And, um, and you know, I, I bring a lot of things back to your, to your mental health and, and how it attributes to your physical health because they're, they're linked and, and we'd be remiss if, if we, if we don't talk about that when talking about physical health. Um, For and, sure. um, I, I, I feel like it gets, gets really overlooked. And a lot of my clients that I, that I see, you know, we start, you know, it's very, you know, okay, I want to, you know, I want to tighten this up. I want to do this. I want to do that. And eventually I get, I sneak into your mind and then we talk about mental health a little bit more and right. taking things slower and, um, and, you know, and some and people just need relax. to talk it out. Yeah. And some people, people don't realize bottle it. shit up. Yeah. This best part of this podcast is watching. I love watching people on this podcast like unfold themselves mm-hmm. because they share their stories. They tell me about themselves. Like they unpackage and unfold themselves. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing because it's not really something you get to do very often where somebody inquisitively like kind of asks you about all yeah. your life and kind of what you've done and what you kind of have to analyze yourself. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's fun doing that to really kind of open yourself up to it. Like you said, it's all about the end of the day the confidence you're building yeah right mm-hmm. so like roller skating to you is mm-hmm. has built you this insane confidence where you think should be shared with other people because people should have a good confidence of themselves mm-hmm. no matter who, how you look or who you are or what you do or whatever the circumstance yeah. you should be confident because you know we're dealt what we're dealt with we live one life this mm-hmm. is all we got you know yeah make fun like have a good time yeah. be confident be good in your own skin like feel fun and and you know, like people should have that silliness and, and that yeah. fun and, and but also be serious if you want, like take it serious, like whatever yeah. it is you want to do with it, just make it your own. And, you yeah. know, no, totally. I think that um, I think we get we get wrapped up in into our our own way of doing things and do our own. Um, we put our blinders on, you know, I very much am in and am guilty of putting you know, putting myself into a. Um, into a place where I just like look and I just go into my own little blinders and I don't want to look right or left and I just have to stay the course, whether it's good or bad or indifferent, you want to make sure that, you know, you, you check back in with yourself when you have to, when you know that maybe you're going a little too far, when you don't check right. in with yourself, like that shit is not good. And it's not good for the people around you. It's not good. Um, it's not good for yourself long term. You know, you get, you, you have you, to check in with yourself. Yeah. And, um, because and I you know that and I, I relate that back to, to roller skating and to physical activity because getting into like like roller skating you be very meditative y- yoga meditative like a, a nice long walk I go, I go for I've been started I just started doing four mile walks at least twice a week really early in the morning going down to the ocean and being uh, being there at like seven seven thirty in the morning and just sitting at the beach and staring at the waves for about 10, 15 minutes and walking back to my house I tell you what. That is the most grounding and uh, quiet and beautiful, peaceful time of day. And, you know, that's when I like, really check back in with myself. And I, I can see things a little bit clearer. I can say, wow, I really, 100%. I said, I said something really shitty to my husband. Oh man, I definitely haven't called my mom. Crap. You know, like I, those things kind of, and then, and then you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to write this wrong. I'm going to correct that. And I'm going to get on because, but I've taken this time to not bottle it up. Yeah. Yeah. Bottling up all this yeah. shit is the worst. And that's, that's 
yeah. the main portion of like what we're talking about with self-care and self-help. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're weak or you're this person. Oh God, no. Sometimes it's just like you need to just let things go, like yeah. release, talk mm-hmm. it out or think through it or whatever you have to do to like progress yourself forward. Yeah. Or well, to realize things. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, you know, I fucked up or oh, I did that person dirty or oh, I... Damn it! I should have done that one. This, you know, yeah. you, you have time to reflect. It's important. Well, there's so many, um, there's so many poor and negative and negative uh, outlets, um, and that's actually um, why I one of the reasons why I started the roller uh, the, the roller skate dance parties this summer is that I wanted a sober activity to offer our community. Um, I granted I didn't really right, advertise right. it that much, but I wanted a sober activity, and. Granted, you don't have to be sober and roller skate um, or come and hang out with me. I'm not saying that you you need that or that I am, but I wanted something. I, I, I definitely recommend n- not drinking and <laughs> roller skating. Right, and roller skating. It's, um, I mean, it makes sense I mean, there. It's, I mean, it's not I'm rocket not going to tell you what to do, but, you know. It's not rocket science. Like, it's not mini golf. You need to, like, <laughs> yeah. be on a pair of movable skates. Yeah. You're going to crack your head open. Yeah, but I wanted to have. Same theory goes for ice skating. Probably not the best idea to do drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to fall. I mean, it's just whatever. Yeah, your 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 uh, reflexes, your you know, your reaction time, everything is just poor. But I wanted um, to offer. There's so many outlets out here that can lead people down a negative path, right? And I'm not saying like out here or just in general. No, you're right. You know, you're right. Like, what yeah. if you okay? Keep, yeah, drinking, going to the bar, boozing, drugs, all this stuff. Hundred like, percent. Like, hey, we've all done it. We've all had our fun, whatever. Right. Like, we can easily just walk down that path. It's really easy, and it's very, it's it's right there. It's always right there. It's always there. And, It'll always be there. And so by offering this, you know, it's an activity. <clears throat> you sweat it out. It's good for you. It's an endorphin rush. It's a, it's a, it's it's a cheap, exercise. it's a cheap high. It's like legitimately a cheap, beautiful, glorious high, right? Um, the high that I get on roller skates, like legit high in life, huh? Climb a mountain. <laughs> but, um, you know, you get all this beautiful, you get this, this beautiful, um, release from doing any kind of physical activity. And, you know, if you just choose that one time over, just doing that habitual thing that doesn't always lead to the best self, the best you. Right. Then maybe you'll choose the the easy one less often, right? And then the one that seems a little bit more difficult just becomes easier. And then you'll get used to right. And then you're like, oh yeah, like, oh, I'm it's just like starting any new habit. Um you know, it's a very, it's like a yoga kind of philosophy, but you know, the less, the, you know, you, the more you build up the, the good and the better, um, uh, memories and experiences, the less those, those negative ones don't really, you know, they're still there, but they're just like, it's lower and lower and lower. Right. So like you have, you know, you don't have as many hangovers and you don't go, you know, you're not going to the bar as much. You're not spending your money that way. You're like, okay, you're doing something a little bit healthier for yourself. And it just breeds a healthier, wealthier I think it's a knockout idea. I think that's great. I think it's perfect. I think people should do this. I think the community should get involved. I think we should build some kind of center that really is for this. Yeah, I, just a community space. Right. I, I think, just yeah. think it's so smart to have something like this. I mean, like you said, they need more things for people to do, mm-hmm. sober activities, things that aren't meant to be led down paths like that or, you know. There's just, it's, uh, there's plenty it. of them. There's why, plenty why of them. Why couldn't there be like a fun place with DJ and music and you can dance yeah. and have like a thing? It should be a thing. Yeah. There was roller derbies 
once ago, you know, and mm-hmm. if vinyl can make a comeback and, you yeah, know, that's uh, tweed jackets and, you know, if, if weird, you know, if all <laughs> these weird old school shit, if all they can all make comebacks, yeah, you know, why can't roller skating make a massive come back in the town and bring some roller derby back and some you know bay funky, street bay street theater used to be a roller rink freaking oh did it yeah bay street so, theater used to be a roller rink yeah huh? somebody told me that yeah wow. not to take your disco funk away i, no, look, I, I like was, your I was hyped up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hyped up i would love to go somewhere and just listen to some fucking sick music and just like throw on a pair of skates and just jam around we Hell should yeah. we should go there's one up there's a there's a rink up in shirley um, I don't know what it's called. But it's new, and we could go always go to Greenport. Yep. Tonight. See, I'm trying to check. Yep, I'm gonna check it out. You know, you're gonna, you're we'll gonna get a caravan, it, yep. and we'll get a caravan We're of people go. together and go like. And the, yeah. well, the 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 one in Shirley, they have they have a DJ like Friday Saturday night. See, I love that. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna do. send you a link. We'll go. So great. We'll go. Yeah, we gotta do because that. um that shit's fun. I'll drive. She'll drive. <laughs> I'm gonna. Go. I know where you live, so I'm just gonna come and like. Yep. Now you my know horn. where I live. It's on. It's on. <laughs> Shit. You're gonna come with me. We're gonna go. We're gonna go roller skate up island. I'm so down. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds fun. You know, to tie it all together and to yeah. segue out, what do you think we can do progressively to get something like this happening? I mean, do we? Who do we talk to? Um. Who do you bug? How do we bug? Uh, you know, probably. Do you bug the airport. Is that their like way the out airport. of their, their, pre, their looming bankruptcy they're about to have with the town? Is that their looming whatever they have? And you know what? People want to shut it down. Right, so. that's what I'm saying. Maybe we repurpose it. If they, repurpose hey, it to Rambo's Fun Fun Time <laughs> Fuck yeah, Rambo's Fun Factory. Are you kidding me? Just give her six warehouses. Let her fucking go crazy. Go crazy. There'll be a bunch of good ideas by we'll the end of that. We'll have podcasts in there. Yeah, we'll have an indoor, an indoor, base, uh, indoor batting range, everything. Imagine if stuff. we just proposed the, to the town, hey, instead of the airport, how about we close that down and we build an entire town community like sportsplex and like gardens sports and gardens yes, and all community, this community crazy kitchens. shit. Mm, yes. Well, we already have one right over there. They have the Bon Jovi community kitchen or whatever. The Bon Jovi oh, oh, the Bon Jovi oh. soup kitchen. Soup thing. kitchen. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. There's a soup kitchen there. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well But around there, I know what more. you're saying. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Why not? More the merrier. Yeah. That's where we gotta be. I think that's it. I just, you know, when I, when I lived in Nashville and when I, you know, I visit these other cool, these other like, you know, cool, funky little towns, just seems like there's, it, it's a little bit, um, it's, it seems like it's easier for small businesses to, to start up and maybe it's just a financial thing. Maybe it's just, you know, they're not dealing with $25,000, oh, uh, sure. you know, it's per month financial. for rent, I would say it's you know, all like, a financial thing. um, but I don't know. I'm just, I, I would love to see like people like I'm 35. I want to see other people that are like grassroots gener- like oriented that are like for the community that don't want to just put up another clothing store that, you know, that I can't afford. You know, right. like the working class are like, what? Unless you're making great affordable clothing. You know, like, and, you know, not to knock it. I mean, like, like I got, I'll go shopping in town. Like, that's not, like the, you know, but it, it, it seems right. a little I know bit what you out mean. of reach. Right, we like for, our expensive from, shit too, but yeah. Yeah, like, do, don't but. get me wrong, like. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. But, I, I get what you mean. We you all, know, it's we all like, know what you mean. It, it just it's something that, that speaks a little bit more to our community as a whole versus a certain percentage. 
Right. It should be what you know reflective of the community. Like if yeah. that's something you want, then you fight for it. You get people to get your cause, and then you get it. Yeah. And the same thing goes with anything else or any other. You know, people wanted a skate park really bad long time ago. We got enough signatures, and bam, they built that yeah. shit in Amagansett, and it, it was yeah. It was, oh man, it, it became. I remember when there wasn't a skate park there. It was just a yeah. You know, tennis court, and they built that skate park. They I wish they, I wish they released that place. That place is like, I wish they would open it up. Their hours are horrible. Yeah, it's probably They're, just budgeting and all that ugh. crap. Just don't have, don't have a nanny over there watching everybody yelling at you to put your wrist guards on. Yeah, you gotta have a. Um, I just like it's probably I, just for them town liability. Bullshit. I know. Well, Montauk does. Montauk doesn't. I mean, they, they have that guy in the stand, but he just sits there. Yeah, but you can jump <laughs> the fence and no one gives a shit. Yeah, you can't true. jump a fence there. Are you breaking the rules? Oh my gosh. No, when? You are well, where, a when Montauk? breaker? Oh. Oh sometimes. Some, when, it come, when it comes to skating in Montauk, yeah, I'll, I'll break those rules. Breaking the law. Breaking, breaking the law. Oh, Rob Halford. Judas Priest. What a man. Um, yeah, you know, I think whoever we have to talk to, uh, you know, it's got to be. You know, people at the town level, whether it's like, you know, folks like Kathy Burke Gonzalez or... Um, Who's great. Who is awesome. Or Jeff Bragman. Jeff Bragman's a super cool guy, too. Yeah. Um, who else do I know over there? D- David Leese. Um, cool also guy. Also super yeah. good, cool guy. See, now that we got some, we got some fun flavor in the this, town. We got some change cool happening. Jerry, Jerry Larson's changing some things, mixing yeah, it up. The, so I think the it's village a good, mayor. Yeah, so I think it's a good little, you know, we're going in the right maybe thing now with some locals and they, some spots and dude, we'll see. They're doing a, they're, they're doing a Halloween, um, thing in East Hampton on Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, it says first annual. I'm like, cool. You guys are doing like right. A, start some shit up. It that's should be great. Do it like a hundred times a year. Do shit like that. Why not? Do so all stuff. this shit. And then the Tuesdays, Figure it out. dude. Tuesdays, Tuesdays in um, all summer where they did music down at Main Beach. Did it was you great. Ever, did you go down to that? Yeah, it was great. Dude, it was awesome. Super cool. So cool. Such a I good went idea. down there. I drove my drove my, do it all the time. drove my car, roller skated around. That was why the not. Best. Super smart. They should do it. I always thought in East Hampton, why not have a boardwalk? You know, you can yeah. like skateboard or bike oh. or rollerblade on down the beach. Why not? Why not? I Sorry. just go on the road and people honk their horns at like, me. Like, there should be a bluff road, you know? <laughs> like, there should be like a little road you could access for yeah. all the beach, you know? Why not? Build a little road. That's all. If anybody is looking for like. It's already all up. connected. It's just not like all connected together. Like, you have yeah. Napeague and then like Mako Road, like all those weird little roads, mm-hmm. but they're not all connected. So you can't like go from no. one. It wouldn't it's it be really nice difficult. to go like all the way to Montauk, all the way to Amagansett on a beach, like on a like, little like path, like, like a long rollerblading, beach. yeah, like Long Beach or Venice or one of those. It'd be mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, but you know, That'd obviously, so, I, I want to be polite to the landscape. I don't want to change it and make it a fucking dump. I want to, you know, I want to yeah. make it classy and hidden. Maybe you yeah. hide it with dunes, or maybe you hide it with beach grasses, or hide the path, or hide. I feel you like know. I feel like you know the what I don't know how safe this is, but probably one of the easiest things to do, and wouldn't be necessarily on the water, would be to go along the um, the the train tracks. There's already a straight line, right? I mean, I don't know if that could like go above the train tracks, like do like a like a like a walking sky like, bridge, sky bridge over. All right, guys, we're gonna that. figure this out. We're gonna talk. We're gonna rework this. We're gonna come back. But Sam, and I'm not smoking weed, so yeah, something's I am, wrong. I am. But I will be the high dia. She'll be the realist. But Sam, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Sam Rambo. Thank you. Thanks, badass. Mother. Thank you so much for coming on and, and telling us about your business and rolling with Rambo. 
at Rolling with Rambo, R O L L I N. No G up in this bitch. No G. And uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for coming in and freaking, uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. All right, rock and roll, brother. Thanks. 